Hello there, and welcome to the Kirk Minahan wrap-up show for December 10th, 2020. Today's episode was called Dagobah, after the Dagobah system and Star Wars. Uh, it was it was a different show. It was the, it was the first ever show where I was on mic. Uh, they, we had some first-time guests. We had Eddie Barstool, uh, Barstool Eddie Collin, whom I do not believe has ever called into the show before. I might be wrong on that, but um, but but yeah, no, it was an interesting show. They talked about Mike's Patreon kicking off. Uh, there, we now have a set court date for Curtatone v. Minahan. So let's just let's just get right started. I am joined by Madawaska Rob, who was supposed to join me yesterday, but due to my fault uh, that I had you change times on him, he was not available. So thank you for joining me on this beautiful Thursday, Madawaska Rob. Yeah, two two o'clock uh, two o'clock on weekdays probably doesn't work for most people. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't work for, for for most people. But uh, but yeah, so 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 let's jump right into it. So big news start, starting off starting off the podcast today. We have a set court date. For Curtatone v. Minahan, February first, two thousand and twenty-one, just a little under two months away. I expect the Minna fans to go out there in droves of numbers. I expect I expect cars to be parked down the block. There to be so much support for Kirk Minahan that anyone who comes up in support of Curtatone is just like, we should not be doing this. What are, what are we getting ourselves into? This is the stupidest fucking thing in the entire world. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, he is just—he is the absolute court jester of Massachusetts politics. Between mm-hmm. him, uh, him and Charlie Parker, it's just an absolute embarrassment. I don't know if you saw him with the eye patch. I don't even know what the fucking deal was with the eye patch he had on the other day. I'm hoping someone—I'm hoping someone punched him in the fucking face. Um, but it's—it's it's hilarious that this has gotten this far. I mean, that's how petty and pathetic this mayor is. I mean, it's just—it's an absolute clown show, and it's funny because. When Kirk says, you know, this is going to be a landmark case or whatever, is it going to be? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not versed in the the uh, the court system, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing this could hold some significance to the uh, like wiretapping and stuff like that, yeah, like break phone calls and stuff right, like that, the consent stuff. And I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if the, if this was this this was a type of case that was actually uh, you know looked back upon and people actually used it in other court cases? It would just be bananas. It'd be hilarious to see like I like just to be watching like flipping through like TV in like 2048 and they're like, oh yes, actor so and so was arrested today due to you know precedent set in Minahan versus <laughs> Curtatone or something crazy like that. So uh, I don't know. I think I think it's just crazy when you look back and. Literally the second ever episode of the Kirk Minahan show is when this whole shit started. And the fact that it's still going on is insane. The fact that Curtatone is trying to what I think they said, like, what's the maximum penalty you can get a thousand dollars, which is. I, I think I think Kirk offered to donate like to raise so much more money for women's shelters or whatever the fuck like that. If you just came on and debated him or just talked it over, or, you know, talked about what, what he said about Barstool, it's. It, it's so crazy to think that this shit is still going on and it it's never going to end. I I, I don't see I, I see this getting thrown out in 10 seconds, February 1st. I think I think Kirk will show up. I think Curtatone will send one of his jabronis to go. Uh, the judge will be like, this thing's fucking stupid. And but Curtatone's gonna keep going. He's gonna go up to the fucking I'm telling you, Amy Comey Barrett is gonna fucking hear on this case, and it, it's it's going to be in, in, insane. I, I could see there being a live show outside of the fucking courthouse in Washington, D.C. I can't believe this thing is never going to end. 
like what Kirk said today, when Kirk said, you know, he, I would have, I would have been thinking the same thing he was thinking when he saw the date as February 1st, I was, I would think it would be February 1st, 2022. The way, yeah. the, way the court systems work, it's usually so far away, but you know, whatever they want to, Probably Kurt Tony pulling some strings there, getting it as fast as he possibly can. But or the judges are like, this will take two seconds. I just have, just have to formally say that this is fucking stupid in court. Uh, yeah, so let's do it February first, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one. Mike Portnoy on the defense team, they were just like, this is un unwinnable. We just can't even win it. Let's just throw it out because because once you see a titan like that of the court system, it's just you know. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, it, it's just, it's just, I, I liked how they started off the show with that today. I think that's going to be a big, big Minifan event. Everyone's going to be there. Obviously, everyone's going to be macked, macked, uh, masked up and everything like that. But yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. I mean, you, you think about it, that's kind of where Blind Mike earned his stripes <laughs> is at the first Curtitone event. And it, 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 it's been legitimately a year and a half and this shit is still going on. So I think this is just going to be like one of those, like not a gag, but like just running thing for the entirety of the show. As long as this show is alive, Curtitone is going to be trying to sue for a thousand fucking dollars, which is fucking ridiculous. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything, anything else to say about that when it comes to, uh, to, to that jabroni and his fucking shit. But, um, but behind Mike's Patreon launch, that was a big, uh, that was a big deal on yesterday's show. Uh, they kind of shit on him a little bit for his, uh, for his little intro, his little preview of, of his podcast. They kind of shit on the music in the, in the background, which, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it is what it is. It's, it's some sort of, uh, rock music. You told me to put some rock music in the background. So, you know, it was, it was, a, I do, I do say what Chris says. It was a little loud, a little distracting. It, uh, have you ever, have you ever watched, um, Tom Shattuck's, uh, have you listened to Tom Shattuck's podcast at all? I have not. I honestly think it's the same exact theme song as what he uses. Cause as soon as I heard it, I was like, well, it's Tom Shattuck. They're using the same thing. Oh, um, really? Oh. And the other thing too, when, when Kirk said, uh, when, when you said, uh, when Mike said, I think he said he was taking a deep dive and mm -hmm. Kirk, you actually going diving? I said, no. <laughs> Concept for a show that would be. I would, I would actually pay. I think that might be part of the Patreon is, is paying to see Fly Mike in a scuba just gear swim, take a dive. Yeah. I just pay yeah. to see swim, right? I don't even have to see yeah. that. Just throw him in the middle of the ocean and then, uh, and then just like stay 20 feet away with a camera to see how he's going. I like, but, Mike's, uh, like Mike's too. He says, uh, what's he say? If I haven't, uh, I haven't killed myself yet, no one should. So, yeah, no one should. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think it's gonna be successful. Uh, I know I know Kirk asked me when I was in the studio, it's like, do you work for do you work for us or do you work for Mike? And I my loyalty is hundred percent to the Kirk Minahan show. It's uh Mike I'm, asked me to ask me to help out with this. I'm assuming uh, you run everything by Steve. What do you say? I, oh I ran everything by Steve. Okay. It's oh, funny, I was yeah. it's funny that the, the song was brought up because I originally was planning I, I I did a stupid little prank on Mike where I sent that video, but instead of the Blink one eighty two song. It was um, uh, the Cotton Eye Joe in the background, so and I sent it to him, and I was like, "It's all, it's all up, ready to go." And I wanted him to listen to it, and I wanted him to call me and freak the fuck out on me. And I, I had everything set up to record it, and him being like, "Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I doing?" And, but he just sends me a text message. He goes, "Everything sounds great, but maybe we should change the song." And I was like, "Fuck!" And, <laughs> and then I called him up, and I was like, "Oh, you, you sure about that?" And he's like, "Yeah, just change the song." And he, like he was so nonchalant about it. And I was like, fuck, I was trying to get you to like freak out on me for putting the fucking cotton eyed Joe in the background. And he was like, oh, thank God. And then he was like, oh, you know, I was, I didn't know what the fuck you were thinking. And then all this other shit, it would have been, you know, a funny little thing if you freaked out, but 
sadly he did not. He's going to be successful. I mean, I, I'm, I haven't signed up yet. I'm about to sign up. I'm not doing a $500 TF, but I'll throw him 10 bucks a month. Anyway, the hell not. So, so wait, first, let me, let me get my first little condescending. Can I say the word C-U-N-T word? Yeah. People say Fucking condescending cunt Steve. That's what we call him now. Condescending cunt Steve. CC. Uh, you know, of course, Steve drops the little line. I'm sure he has his own independent fan base. Just such a little fucking bitch line that he has to fucking throw in there. Oh, Steve, Steve, why doesn't Steve go run his own Patreon? I wonder how many fucking independent fans Steve has. Not too many, I bet. Not too many. Yeah, I'll well, say that to the end. Let's let's we'll do the Steve stuff at the end. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think I think I think Mike Mike can be uh be successful. I, I will say I have seen some people think he this five hundred dollar tier is serious. No. Uh, it is. I. <laughs> It's it, it, it's not. It, it's supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to be. Um, I mean, if someone wants to pay him six thousand fucking dollars a a year for quote unquote exclusive merch, um, sure. But uh, but the fact that people are like, I can't believe Mike's going from ten dollars to five hundred dollars. Who would sign up for that? And it's like he's obviously poking fun at like the Tom Hartmans, the fucking the 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 other people, other Patreons out there that just have ridiculous things where it's like oh you can have a pizza with me uh if you're ever in the if you're ever in the area or just something like that so i, I think that when steve was talking about the independent fan bases like mike mike's put in the work i mean whatever whatever work ethic kirk thinks about him that's that's a whole different separate issue but with the mana fans mike has done a pretty good job building relationships with us in my opinion um you know, even up in Madawaska, obviously that was a shit show for the live show. Close to the meta fans of Madawaska, somewhere. Right, right, right. I'm saying like before that, but like even like just he's he's put in his time. So that's why when people spend the money on the Patreon, I mean, it's not like it's it's like making a sale. It takes a little while to make the sale. You got to build a relationship to make the sale first. And I feel like he's put in his time with the Minifan, built that relationship. And and I hope it pays off for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm signing up. I'm a gearhead, so I'm signing up. Yeah, well, obviously we wish the best of luck to Mike in his Patreon uh, endeavors. Uh, I'm sure he will keep on chugging along, and it's going to be exciting. But let's get to the real story, what the, the title of the show was named after, Dagobah. So I was told, I got a text from Steve around 11. I was sleeping yesterday. I woke up, saw it. I went back to sleep, and I woke up around like 4 so I could get going to the to the studio. Um yeah. Got into the studio, had all the cleaning supplies, and I was not expecting to go on the show. So I sat down, uh, was a little nervous. Um, I was also just walked up a flight of stairs. You know, I'm a big boy, so it was kind of uh, that's why I was coughing and shit like that. But uh, but yeah, I was surprised. Uh, Steve told me that he was going to give me some sort of list that I had to list off, and I was like, oh sure. But uh, I will say, I mean, I didn't I didn't mind reenacting uh, Star Wars. You know, kind of playing Star Wars in my own little head there. I will say the saddest part though is I believe like 75% of it was not caught on camera because I would be cleaning and I would be I would be talking and I'd be like, oh no, now I'm throwing Darth Sidious down in, down the reactor shaft. And then I'd look over and it would be like, oh, no signal. So I'd be like, fuck, so now I gotta do this all over again. So I so most of it, so the majority of it was literally just me uh, spraying down a toilet and talking in mm, Yoda voices and okay. <laughs> Luke's Luke, this is Ben <laughs> and, and shit like that. I love the so, way I love the when Steve went in there and like fucking scared you. And then Kirk's listening and Kirk's like, what the fuck am I even doing here? What the what? fuck am I doing here? I got this fucking Star Wars and clean the bathroom. Uh, I will I will say though, that bathroom, pristine right now. Nice. I, you know, video, I saw the video. Looks nice. Fucking steen. Anyone, anyone should be flattered to take a shit in that toilet. 
Boy, he, he hot dog beat out of it. I mean, that guy, that guy wants to come back. He's probably writing emails right now saying, "Can I please come back and eat that?" Yeah, let's, let's hope Brian Whitney breaks in that toilet tonight because uh, <laughs> because I think it is it is prime to be used. So, yeah, that, so that was interesting. Uh, I mean, I just you know cleaned cleaned the bathroom and reenacted Star Wars and. Uh, kind of got into it at the end there. I don't know if it was on uh, if it was on camera though, but uh, but you know I was, I was Luke Skywalker and I was you know chopping chopping my dad's head, hand off and then I was oh getting like electrocuted and shit like that and it was Father help me and you know yeah, and then I was Darth Vader. Live with the, in the divorced parents, right? The two, right? Is that? Oh right? yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, yeah, explaining that to my my loving parents who uh, who both live together and are have been in a successful relationship for the past twenty seven years, uh, it, it was it was interesting. But uh, real quick, I just want to hit on Jared Carabas. We called him today, or they called him today. I'm super sorry. Did not mean to say we. Um, the Kirkman Hand Show called him today, and it was. Uh, he seems sad. He does not like New York at all. He who just does? seems. Who does? No one does. New York City. Everything's shut down now. I mean, it's just it's just sad. You know when it's open? I used to do I used to do a lot of business there. I hate it. There's so many people. They're all miserable. They hate each other. They hate you. They hate everybody. And they don't want to be there. And they're just all so busy. There's too many people. It's just everything's so far away. Everything's too far away to walk, but not close enough to drive. And you could be you could be a mile, you could be three tenths of a mile from somewhere and it's gonna take a half hour, 45 minutes on a car. It's just mm-hmm. It's a miserable place. I don't understand how anybody would ever live there. I could never ever do it ever. So I understand. Yeah. I understand the sadness. I, I, yeah. Well, it sounds, sounds like uh, sounds like Jared really. You know, he wants to come. He missed. He missed the Kirk Minahan show. He missed. He was not. What didn't have an opportunity to be in studio this week. So that's uh, that's quite sad. And now Rob, I want to get to you. Have a little. We kind of touched on it earlier a little bit. I know you have a little beef with uh, one Stephen Earl Robinson. Yes. I have the clip here. That uh, that I'm gonna play. Yeah. Oh, I actually had Madawaska Rob uh, was supposed to come on today. A real talented broadcaster. Who's that? But uh, he's the guy who was picking your brain for advice. Oh yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I a real talented broadcaster. That is that is what he called you. So I don't I don't see how you could be upset with that. I mean, if, if Steve called me a real talented broadcaster, I would be right. very uh, very happy. Right. It's just a condescending fucking way that he has everything come out of his mouth. I am just. It's just like so. I, I hearken back to one of Kirk Minahan's best lines ever on KNC. He's doing the interview with Mike Lombardi, and Mike Lombardi's being a condescending little cunt like Steve. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, and he, you know, Mike Lombardi's giving Kirk shit. And Kirk says, you know, sorry, I didn't have fettuccine Alfredo with Al Davis. I laughed so hard from that line. And every time Steve opens his mouth and talks like the way he talks, that's what I think of because. You know, sorry, Steve, that I wasn't down in Washington D.C. with the rest of the drip, getting body bagged by Thom on C-SPAN. You know, 15 years ago, I was actually out living a life. I have experiences. I have I've probably experienced more things in one single night than Steve has in an entire drip existence. Oh, not just Steve guy for a long time. Big Steve guy. I still don't sound it. I always I was huge, huge Steve guy, but. I'm sorry to say, the last two weeks the shows have been fantastic, and there's and there's one big part of the show that was missing that might have made it so fantastic, and it was fucking Steve. I before, and now I see it, and I, and it's just it, like like uh, he's just jealous. I'm sorry that he's the second most uh, most interesting and most uh, talented Bowden College graduate in the Boston media. I mean that's just a fact. Sorry, Steve, it just is. 
And then Steve, see this fucking degree right here from Salem State? Oh. <laughs> but guess what? It means the same as his fucking degree from Bowdoin. So stop talking down to people, you little fucking. I'm just saying. Oof. How do I for Rob versus Steve? I'm going to pull a Nancy Pelosi move on him, one of his favorite politicians. See this fucking picture right here? Bye-bye. Oh, See you later, Steve. Yeah, broke his heart. Want to know what you really do? Fucking rip up your degree right now. I don't even know where it is. It's right next to you. I saw you put it down. Just rip it up. I'm not ripping it up. That thing means a lot. I spent eight years getting it. So I oh, well, okay. Well, then, looks like, looks like, looks like it's all fake. Well, I mean, I, I, I got to say, the... The reason why the, the show the past two weeks has been great is because of you know Kurt Minahan. It's, oh. uh, it's it. I I love Steve on the show. I think I think it's funny when he's condescending. I, I love it when he when he when he talks down to, to when Mike is on. Not doing it being funny. He's doing it to be a dickhead. Like that's but that's funny. That's funny. No reason to be a dickhead. He's a fucking producer of the show. Yeah, like, people are dickheads. I mean, it's, it's the fucking talent. Kirk brings the show to where it's at. Steve does it. Steve fucking presses buttons. How's Mr. Sales guys doing? Where's the Jeep? Is the Jeep? Where's the Jeep? Is the Jeep sponsorship coming anytime soon? Like he, he has a lot of things on his plate. I get it. He's a great producer, but stop being such a condescending little bitch is my fucking thing to have. I I I I, I completely disagree with that. I, I think I think Steve needs to continue being himself. And I think if he was to try to, I think I think if you listen to if you listen to the first month of the show when Steve was trying to play a character and he wasn't comfortable in himself. Would you say the show is better now or back when Steve was on, you know, on his tippy toes trying to, uh, you know, to hide things and, and, and shit like that? And he wouldn't have said uh, what he said on today's show. I mean, it is like, I, I don't know. Something just something just turned on me within the last two weeks. I don't know what it was. I think it might have been when he sarcastically called you a very talented broadcaster. Well, I know I'm a very talented broadcaster. I don't need fucking Steve to tell me that. But I mean, it's just something. I don't know what it is. That was I guess maybe that was it. Maybe that was it, but that's the only thing. Condescending people get under my skin, and I used to think Steve was funny about it, and now I'm just like, fuck off. Just go I, 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 I can't disagree more. I think I think Steve needs to continue being himself. I think if I think if he started playing a character in the sense where he wasn't himself, I think I think the show would lack um, would lack something. I think Steve brings an incredible incredible element to it. But I will say today. Uh, there was a clip on the end of the show where Kirk says, I wonder how Justin goes home and explains to his mom uh, what exactly he did today. And, and, and they started talking like, oh, I think I think his mom might be dead. And Kirk's like, Jesus Christ, I hope that's not true. My mom's perfectly healthy and alive. Uh, they might be referring to when she had a high fever a couple, couple months ago and I, uh, and I canceled my barbecue. I mean, I'm sorry about that, but she's perfectly alive and healthy kicking. And then, uh, and then Steve goes, no, his parents are separated. Yeah, no, his dad's a cop, which is true. My dad and my father is a police officer. But uh, he goes, yeah, no, his parents are separated. He lives with his dad. Nope, not not true. I live with both my parents. So uh, so that was nice to have all my dad's friends who listen to the show. Nothing wrong with someone who speaks with such conviction and such confidence to just throw something out there like that. That's the thing. Like he didn't tell me. I like that. I don't like it. He's talking about. He just fucking says shit. Uh, I don't know, but, that, but that's who Steve is. You know, he he yeah, he, right. he says things. He he doesn't uh, he doesn't backtrack. Well, he does backtrack, but when he commits to something, he's like, oh yeah, no, this is probably true. Like in, in the back of his head, it's like, oh, Justin's parents are. Oh, he mentioned he lives with his dad. Also, his parents must be separated. So he he goes, he commits to it, one hundred and fifty percent. But it was funny when uh, a couple. Of, my dad doesn't listen to the show, but a couple of my dad's friends 
listened to the show and they texted him and they were like, hey man, is everything all right uh, with with you <laughs> you and your mom or uh, you and your wife? Uh, her, her things aren't going so great. And he's like, no, every, everything's going perfectly fine. Is your mother good looking? What do you think, Justin? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so also, uh, Ryan Whitney is coming on. Uh, come on. <laughs> Ryan Whitney is coming on to, uh, I will say I look like my mom. So if you think I'm attractive, then, uh, sure. We'll go with that. Um, Ryan Whitney is coming on today's show, uh, or they're filming tonight, releasing tomorrow. Have any expectations for it? I don't know if you're a big spit and chicklets guy. I don't know if, uh, if you've listened to him before, obviously he's, he's probably, I'd say, the top two or three brands at Barstool uh, behind Call Her Daddy and uh, Pardon My Take uh, when it comes to, you know, Pink Whitney is sold out pretty much everywhere. Uh, they have a huge following. I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see the dynamic uh, Ryan Whitney and Kirk have in studio. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's very talented. I do. Uh, I'm not a big hockey guy, but it's actually a testament to, I guess I would probably say it's a testament to that podcast that I listen to it and not being a big hockey guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's also a local guy situate. So, uh, so we got that. And I've actually, I have some, I have a personal connection with his brother too. Like one of my first connections with everyone. I, it's, it's the type of guy I am. I just fucking, I'm all, I'm making the connections wherever I go. Cause that's what I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I had a hockey game and said, I'm like, I said, my father, I sat next to my father, said that Whitney kid. I love the way he plays the game. He's going to, he's going to make a drink one day. That's going to sell out right. around the country. And then an Australian guy is going to call me out for it, and it's going to get all complicated. It's going to be fucking crazy. So, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, he's a professional. So, anytime you get a professional in the studio with Kirk, it's gold. Um, and then you get unprofessional people like Steve, and it fucking sucks. So, sure, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep playing that card. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't think they're going to talk much hockey. I think Ryan Whitney, he was the one who called in when, um, that BU kid um, recently passed away, the paralyzed guy. Mm-hmm. I believe that was Ryan Whitney. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think it'd be interesting, you know, to kind of get into. I'm sure they're going to get into some backstories, into some old NHL stories, and all that, all that fun shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's exciting. I think, I think this has been. I mean, I know, I know you. Sounds like you fucking hated this week of shows. No, I, I, think don't, oh, I don't hate the show. I everything Kirk does is gold. Like I said, that was my big thing too. It's like. Kirk could tell me that he wants to shit in my mouth and I'd open as wide as fucking possible. But I, I just can't the Steve Steve's on a whole nother a whole nother thing with this bullshit. And uh but I think the show's been good this week. I mean, I think the show's I always think the show's good. So I'm I'm not I'm like Timmy Cannon. Me and him, we talk about it all the time. Like when we were after we'd finished up the last wrap up, the two of us were just sitting there and I was like, I like the fucking show every day. Every day I like the show. But uh no, it's gonna be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Do you actually think there's a guy named Jarvis that he is staying with this time? Or like is it, is it Elias? Is it? I mean, that's my that was my favorite episode of the entire in the entire exactly. Show. See, your favorite episode has to do with Steve. You yeah. love Steve. You but love that, Steve, Rob. That was back when he was funny, and that was back when Mike was there. That was when Steve talked minimally, minimally. Okay. I actually made a little note today because Kirk says right away, "Oh, Steve, you got anything?" And then right away, uh, "There's some political stuff going on." That's yeah, his he's, he's a big political guy. I mean, <laughs> fucking ready to fucking boot all of the screen. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's a big political guy. I mean, if if Kirk asks, like, yeah, how would, he would ask Mike, hey, you got anything? And then Mike would say something about, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast that no one really, like, everyone has their own little thing. I mean, I, if, if Kirk had me in studio and he said, oh, what do you want to talk about? I go, 
the fucking Mandalorian just had the greatest episode, uh, a piece of Star Wars thing in the past 20 years. Let's talk about that. I mean, we all have our own little niches. It, not everyone's like Kirk, where he just falls out of this giant umbrella and he can make everyone seem uh, seem great. But but you love Steve. Let's 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 just end it on that. Matter of fact, Rob, big Steve guy. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to uh, wrap up today? No, man, it's been good. You got you're doing a great job with the show, Justin. I honestly, I am trying. Uh, thank you, everyone who has listened or watched so far. Um, you can see the link in the description for it releases every single night at midnight as a podcast format. If you want to check that out, if you don't, that's perfectly fine. It's live five, uh, 5 PM every day that the show drops. And with that, I said, mm, yes, yes, Skywalker, you do good. Honda says,